Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, we might just have witnessed the end of Andy Murray's career. We might not have done. It's classic Andy Murray. But what we do know is we've seen classic Andy Murray over the last four hours. Catherine, this is the Tennis Podcast, if you hadn't already guessed it. We are here after just a, just an amazing night here at the Australian Open. It's only day one, but it's our fourth tennis podcast brought to you in association with The Telegraph. And... Uh, I'm pretty lost for words, which is not very helpful on a podcast, but that was one of the most exhilarating, special nights here at the Australian Open in the 15 editions of it that I've covered. Yeah, do you need <laughs> your lost words? So you've throw, thrown it over to me, yeah. who's also lost for words. That's right. Um, an absolutely uh, remarkable evening for so many different reasons. I mean... Andy Murray says that was his favourite match of all that he's played. Really? He said that in the press conference just now. So that's it, isn't it? He said it's a match that I lost and obviously he feels terrible now. He's overwhelming, feeling his sadness and yet that was his favourite match. Well, that's, if you, that's everything. We don't need words. I, I We've would, been the tennis podcast. What's <laughs> in association with the Telegraph? I would imagine that uh, 99.9% of those of you who are listening to this will have seen the match or heard commentary of the match or read about the match and know what happened. But just in case, um, the, the rundown of it as I saw it and I commentated on it for BBC Radio, the first two sets were just... just depressing viewing really they were they were what we've come to expect from Andy Murray matches of late of him laboring of him stumbling around the court unable to do what he used to do while Roberto Bautista played a very nice brand of of consistent tennis the way that he does and it just felt that it would inevitably end with a bit of a whimper and be all a bit depressing really albeit that we would celebrate Andy Murray as he is given so much to the sport and and the memories that that we take with us then he dug into history i felt it was almost like he 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 went back into his career to drag out the sort of performance that defined him as a tennis player 
to win set three on a tiebreak. I do not know how. He won set four on a tiebreak. I do not know how. And it was just... It was so uplifting to witness him do what he does. I know he didn't win, but he did win. That's how I ended up feeling about it. It didn't matter that he lost on the score card. He, he gave everybody watching and listening, and he gave himself what he used to be. Yeah, he, he's, he said to me just now in an interview that, I mean, this is obviously absolutely not what he was feeling on the court when the competitive juices were, were flowing as, as um, quickly and, uh, you know, as much as, you know, in any, any competitor in any sport ever. But he's, he just said to me, it's a relief I didn't win because I wouldn't have been able to play my next match. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he struggled to get up onto the stool um, for your to, interview for the interview he was in agony um, and I know adrenaline is a very powerful drug and it can mask an awful lot of pain but you know he would have been feeling that adrenaline when he walked out onto court for that incredible ovation you know I don't I I think the the pain is so acute that even adrenaline uh, even adrenaline can only do so much for him um and yeah, he said in his press conference, I shouldn't have been able to play that well. And and he said I was only able to play that well because because I knew it was a one-off. Yeah. Because I was able to let myself go. I he don't says, have to do it tomorrow. I don't have has, to get ready for another match. He says he hasn't done that for two years. He says he's felt nervous about practices for two years. He, he said he, he he admitted how nervous he felt before that practice with Novak Djokovic on Thursday that we're all still baffled about <laughs> why that ended up happening um, yeah because he hasn't been able to he's always been holding back for fear of doing further damage to his hip and tonight he said <laughs> I mean which is a pretty bleak thing to say but he just said he said you know to hell with it I don't doesn't my hip's gone yeah. doesn't matter what I do to it now it's it's all about tonight. Yeah, he was he was prepared to be carried out tonight, and uh, I mean, he all but was carried into yes. that interview room. Really, it, yeah. it, it, it was. I mean, he wa- s- he seeing wa- a, a, a superhuman athlete and and somebody of his stature in in every possible way walk like that is astonishing. Yeah, really. I, I I feel like. Um, Tonight is the first time I've really understood how it affects his normal life, that injury. Because when he walked past me on his way to the interview room, and he was walking in slow motion, it seemed. Uh, I was on my way to the commentary box. And uh, um, in the press conference room, he, he, he just he seemed so miserable about the, the, the idea of, of having to live like this much longer. He, he, said, he, he said, I'm dreading walking my dogs. Mm. You know it's bad when you're dreading walking yeah. your dog. I mean, wow. Yeah, but but the, the, the tennis he found in himself, what was interesting, I mean, the fighting spirit he has, I mean, we, we've, we talk about it all the time, but he just is a dog with a bone, isn't he? He will not let go. And, and I think as well, I mean, it really, 
we were exchanging messages and I know you get it gets you when you see family members but every time they showed I mean Judy was just this combination of just enormous pride in her eyes and enjoying seeing him do it again you know roll roll let's play the hits one last time (laughs) you know um yeah uh, it was Jamie that got me, Jamie Murray. I can un- I can understand why he's not been a regular in the box over the years for yeah. for both their sakes. And, and he he does say <laughs> that, mean, doesn't he? He says I, I can't I, I can't watch him. It, I find it so hard to watch him. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, he's not got a good poker face about it. No. I mean, every time the, the the director cut to him, I just I, I got to the point where I had to look away because it was affecting me so much. Yeah. Um, and you know, all I can do is obliquely try and imagine what it would be like seeing my brother in that situation. And of course, I absolutely well, I empathise as much as it's possible to. Um, but yeah, it, it is all of that stuff that gets me. You know, when when Andy said in the press conference just now, I think the most poignant thing he said was, "I I'd really hope to." to be able to keep playing long enough for my daughter, his, his eldest daughter, to to watch me and understand what I've done. And I realise now that almost certainly won't happen. Mm. And uh, look, I, I, there are pro- there's probably a handful of people listening going, what's he got to worry about? He's a three-time Grand Slam champion and a multi-millionaire and he's got this lovely family and everything's going to be fine and he's got millions of possibilities of what he can do after his career but none of that matters when you've you've got your heart set on your daughter watching you play tennis and mm. you realise that's never going to happen. Well, you certainly have to come to terms with that, don't you, if, uh, if you're in his position and, and that's where he stands. But that's... That's the biggest thing for me is I, I, I actually in that fifth set after I described the fourth set tiebreak and there was a part of me that was thinking, I hope I hope he doesn't win, really <laughs> because I don't I don't want us to try and have this again because you can't. I remember when when Andre Agassi beat um, Marcus Bagdatis somehow in his thirty sixth year uh, in two thousand and six and and that was a bit like tonight and he got the win. And then he came out against Benjamin Becker, and he just couldn't do it again. You know, he'd he'd he'd, he'd emptied the tank, um, and uh, I th- Benjamin Becker, the perennial answer to a tennis yes. quiz question. Yeah, um, but Murray tonight, and that's the thing. That and then you you had another classic Murray, which is seconds <laughs> before seconds before they're about to run the ultimate videotape with the most um, schmaltzy uh, tribute and montage to his career and and all these players in this montage he says well I'm going to do my very best to be back here next year (laughs) roll VT (laughs) (laughs) which is just again it's classic Andy Murray really isn't it yeah I mean I think the the they had to do something. The idea of yes, doing a, yeah. a a video for him was fantastic. I think maybe they boxed themselves in with the the tone of the video being goodbye. <laughs> I think maybe it could have been a slightly more uplifting, like 
this is my favourite Andy Murray memory. I don't know. It's very easy in hindsight, it isn't is it? Easy. But it, and, it, and actually, uh, his press conference was such that he made you feel this is it, and yet yeah. actually the specific. If you want to be a lawyer about it and look at the actual wording, you could see that there was room for manoeuvre. What was it? Wriggle room, as Simon called it. It's definitely wriggle room. Hmm. Um, I mean, you can always change your mind too. You can do whatever you like, but uh, it's I, yeah. It, it's um, he said he's got two options. It's take four and a half months off. And just rest for that four and a half months. I mean, I assume, like, keep up a certain level of fitness, but yeah. not train relentlessly. It's take four and a half months off and then come back for a, a short lead up on grass, which I assume would be Queen's, maybe one other. Mm. And then try and play Wimbledon and, and have his have his farewell there. Or he has the surgery, this hip pre-surfacing surgery immediately, which sounds pretty bleak. I mean, it is very close to a hip replacement. Um and he accepts that that almost certainly means he'll never play professional tennis again but he also knows that it's not an it's not an absolute no doctors are saying it's physically impossible bob bryan is is planning to come back um that's doubles it is different but it's it's obviously not sort of a different order of magnitude level of possibility to, to come back so those he sees as two options he says he'll make the decision in the next week mm. um, and but he, he also says that the quality and tone and feel of tonight's match will be a factor in his decision the fact that that feels like an apt final match yeah. to him if it could just have been transplanted to Wimbledon and that's nothing against Australian Open he's so effusive about how much he loves it here and he really does mean it yeah um that's the only thing that's missing from it is a farewell I think um and he did say he will he will factor that into his decision I imagine he has mixed feelings he's split he's torn between as you say he said tonight that that he he's happy with that as a match if that's the farewell that's that's fine and that's how I felt during the match I was just really pleased that everybody got to feel Andy Murray in a match again um, don't put us through it again at Wimbledon Andy yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time you know what better way to, to finish your career as well than go to the grass of Queens where he's won it five times and then go to Wimbledon where he's where he made history um, you know so I can see it from both sides it's up to him. He he he's going to have to. He'll work that out, and uh, and we, I'm, I'm sure whichever one he goes for will 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 work out. I would hope anyway. Yeah, it's interesting hearing him talk about regret tonight. He, you know that he has. I don't think any regrets in terms of achievements, but he talked about. Um, overtraining in yeah, periods of his career. Yeah, that was fascinating, wasn't it? Yeah, it really in depth about that and sort of um we we think of Andy Murray as very stubborn you know very very um willful and yeah stubborn and a contrarian and but he talked about sort of uh, on reflection perhaps having needed to have stood up for himself a bit more and and spoken out and said no I don't want to train today I'm in pain or Mm. I need a rest or actually he sort of followed suit yeah a bit too much which is (laughs) 
that's an Andy Murray that you know we don't necessarily he, he always see. He didn't name names, did he? No. Um, I mean, who, who knows who he was referring to specifically? But um, yeah, and look, everybody's trying to do their job in Team Murray and all for the best. But uh, yeah, at the same time, I can imagine that you might look back at your career, especially when you. He obviously genuinely feels it's been curtailed and it, and he feels it didn't need to be um we don't know that we we don't know whether his body might have just fact, fact, in fact given up you know even even if he'd done less in his career physically but uh i'm i'm really relieved that he got that he had what he had tonight that i know he's sore and it'll take a while to physically recover etc etc but that is an indelible memory for me. That will never, never be forgotten. Yeah, well, those were exactly his words, weren't they? And I suspect that moment um, when he came out to serve to stay in it, 1-5 down in, in the fifth final set, I suspect that will, that will be the single moment that endures the most yeah. when... Uh, and the whole crowd inside the high sense arena, which was the exact same crowd that had been there throughout. I don't think anyone even went for a week. No, nobody dared because it was one of those sort of um, you lose ground your seat. passes. Yeah. yeah, there's no yeah. allocated seating. If you go for a week, you lose your seat. I wonder why everybody was crossing their legs. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they all stood on their feet and cheered for him and chanted his name. And uh, he somehow held it together. I think that was... Another reason why partially he was sort of slightly more pragmatic Andy Murray in that I think they were expecting Friday's Andy Murray from that press conference to be the one that they got in that post-match interview. And look, he, you know, he wasn't mechanical or anything. He was, you could see there was emotion there, but he was composed and, mm-hmm. and actually quite, quite pragmatic. And I think possibly that moment at, at 5-1-1-5 um, was such, was, was such a, an outpouring. That he, it was beautiful, he got some wasn't of it? it? Off his because chest. it was yeah. so. That was a moment when I closed my eyes and didn't look at the cutaways to Jamie in, yeah. and the box. It was such a natural moment as well. It was it was just from the heart, from the crowd, and uh, and yeah, it was it was really lovely. Really yeah, lovely. Harriet Dart was uh, in his box tonight. Katie Swan was in his right. box. What a thing for for two young tennis players yep. to witness. Katie Swan, of course, um, part of his management company, men- yep. mentored by him. What a um, yeah, if anything's going to set an example to you in every possible way for your career ahead, then uh, it was it was the four and a half hours tonight. Yeah. So that's Andy Murray. Uh, well done, Roberta Bautista-Rigert, who goes through to face John Millman. I actually got asked. We had Kim Kleister's in our commentary box today. Kim Kleister said to me, "Who does Andy Murray play if he wins this?" I said, "I haven't got I a clue." Said, I hadn't. I had not looked. <laughs> I said, I, and then I just thought, doesn't matter. It yeah, and it's not about that. Another reason I'm glad he didn't win because it's it's really impossible to cheer against John Milman. I know, <laughs> irritating, man. Isn't it? But yes, yeah, um, poor old Roberto Bautista Aguirre is going to have the blooming crowd against him again. <laughs> he took it well, didn't, didn't he? Do a nice job. Oh, bless him. <laughs> he was lovely in his post-match press comment. He was the perfect foil, wasn't he? Because it did not get to him one bit, or if it did, and I don't. I genuinely don't think it did. No, nah, he was. Um, he didn't let it show. He was. He, bless him, he played his part mm. perfectly, despite the fact that David Law described him as a a, a villain, a masked a cold villain, or something. Cold assassin. Cold-eyed assassin on the radio. And then I called him a quivering rabbit <laughs> behind the stony mask. 
Anyway, I was getting for a, bit, for a bloke that's lost for words. I was getting a bit quivering away. rabbit. Well, that was when is... I was on air. I'm not, you know. Anyway, um, so that's Andy Murray. Um, well <sighs> done, Andy. Glad you had the, the the experience you had. I know you're not listening to this probably, but anyway, I'm talking just generally. Uh, I'm delighted that, um, that 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 ended up as it as it was in the end. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. What about the rest of the, <laughs> of the day? I mean, it feels, like, tennis has feels like about three days ago that we were talking about Katie Bolter. Remember that? <laughs> Katie Bolter, everybody, today won. I mean, it was actually yesterday. Yeah. She, what time is it? It, it is after one. It's one fifteen in the morning, folks. This is the dedication we have to you here on the Tennis Podcast. Brad Matt. Kickstarter Matt is having a baptism of Australia. Grad Matt, fire. I tell you, Grad Matt has been here since about nine o'clock this morning. I mean, his enthusiasm is off the scale. This is what you've done, folks, by kickstarting <laughs> us. You've brought Grad Matt in. Here he is, way after his bedtime. He's here at one fifteen in the morning. Should say, how long we got until Kickstarter closes? About 12 hours. About 12 hours, folks. So if you want to take us on at the predictions, you still can. If you want to just do your bit and, I don't know, buy, buy Grad Matt a, a, a beer, get, get, <laughs> Catherine a, get Catherine a cheese board. Um, and oh, it, can't I have a beer? No, you can't have a beer. You're a cheese board With person. With my cheese. Yeah. Um, Beer so, and cheese. Anyway, but yeah, you've got about 12 hours to go, folks. So uh, kickstarter.com, uh, search for the tennis podcast. So Katie Bolter, <laughs> she had this win today, and my goodness, wasn't she... It wasn't she, today, what, it was yesterday. All right, yesterday. Wasn't she brilliant? <laughs> she was really I mean, great. I did not know she had that in her. Yeah, what a ball striker. 
What a ball striker. She really... That bit I knew she had, in not I knew she was a ball striker. I thought... I mean, she won the first set six love. This is against Ekaterina Makarova, who's a very, very good player. Um, the bit that I was really shocked by was I thought, right, Makarova is just going to try and drag her into a third set, into the trenches, make it awkward. And it was so hot today, wasn't it? It was 35 degrees Celsius, and they were playing in, in at the heat as it was building. And I thought... if. The moment it went into a third set, I thought, no chance Bolter wins this. I mean, I was completely wrong. She stuck in, and she ended up getting into a final set tiebreak, the first ever champions tiebreak at the Australian Open, the first to ten-pointer. And uh, there was that magical moment where Bolter completely forgot the rules and started celebrating the win at seven points to four because she thought she'd won a tiebreak. And she actually clinches a fish, goes to the net, she's taking her visor off, she's taking all the applause crowd, crowd thinks she's won as well because they don't know the rules <laughs> then they say no no you haven't won yet she had to win three more points and she did I told you the problem is communicating it to the fans all yeah. this inconsistency Pesky she fans. was she was blooming good she really was and I I agree with you I'd all but written her off in that final set um, in fact as, as soon as she sort of uh, went down in the second set I went oh no Oh no! By this point, we'd already seen two Brits lose. Yes, because Harriet Dart lost six love, six love, and actually, I, I actually think that that's a harsh scoreline for her. I thought she was better than six love, six love today. I, I watched the match, and she had a lot of game points in that match, and just didn't take them. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's generous. I, I, I like Harriet Dart's game, and she's, you know, she's at the the very beginning of her career, and there's immense improvements to make. I think her attitude is good. She she's desperate to learn from it. She was appropriately gutted by what happened today, but I thought she, she deserved a game, game or two. I really do. I I don't. I think you know she missed out on a game or two. Well, by one point. That's tennis, David. All right. Um, David's yeah. a nicer person than I am. I don't know, I don't know if you've noticed that. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, that is a horribly brutal thing to say, isn't it? That she she was worthy of a love and love defeat. But um, Sharapova was good, actually. She was really good, and she played it so well. Mm. She just kept the pressure on her all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Katie Bolter, back to the winners. Yeah, no. and Dan Evans. Dan Evans. I was out there for... Now then, so I was sent out, starter set two. Dan uh, took the first set six, two or something. Tatsuma Ito, his... Seven, quali- five first set. Seven, five? Mm, I think so. Oh, well, I missed that one. <laughs> second so one was, was six, one. So I was sent out the start of the second set because Tatsuma Ito, his, his opponent, is basically on one leg. Yes, okay, He's yeah, had two right. medical timeouts. He's getting treatment at every change of end. He's basically sort of at death's door. Right, so you and a cameraman head out courtside. It's only forty-four degrees. You'll be fine. Um, have a seat courtside and just uh, be on standby because uh, he, uh, Ito's going to retire any time, and, and <laughs> then you can do your interview with uh, Dan Evans. And uh, about fifteen hours later, Tatsuma Ito has you know had some sort of leg replacement. That you know, while he was in his bathroom break, he's got his fourth wind. And, uh, you know, he looks like he's going to flip and win the tournament. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I've descended into a disgusting, sweaty, like, heap of misery. 
<laughs> Cameraman Glenn, it's his first day working with British Eurosport. He's thinking, what, what, what is this? Can I work with the Spanish? Um, yeah, and anyway, it was all worth it because Dan Evans, after his three-set victory, long three-set victory... <laughs> Um, ticket on a tie break in the third show really had to fight through that third set because as discussed Ito had had some sort of leg replacement um, he gave me a really emotional interview on really? the court what yeah. did he say? He really did, and actually it reminded me that here two years ago after that his first round victory over Chilich, he I was a bit taken aback by oh he gave that delirious press conference didn't yeah. he? yeah yeah, so he does. He, we know he has it in him. So um, what was but the gist I, of what he said to you? I wasn't expecting to get it out of him because I, mean, I, re- I rarely do. Well, the other interviews, because you did yours courtside, didn't you? I did mine courtside. Once, once he composed himself, I felt... It, oh, I mean, yeah, the one I did another one with him after the press conference, which was... Rubbish. Of, of lower broadcast quality. Right, okay. So what was the first one? What were the gist? Um, he's, he, he volunteered himself how how awful the last two years have been it's up to you dear listener whether you have any sympathy about I don't think he's asking he's not trying to elicit sympathy from people he tested positive and that's just what Um, but I'm you know he's also entitled to have emotions about Mm. that and and, you know um, he said he didn't even he couldn't bring himself to watch the Australian Open last year he said he didn't know who was playing ever because it was too painful for him and I think we all think of Dan Evans as a joker that can take or leave tennis and you know, wanes in his... I mean, he does wane in his commitment to it, but certainly we think of him as somebody that can take or leave tennis. Mm. Um, and I don't think that's true. I think the, the the correlation between sort of his love of the sport and his commitment to it is not as binary and, and simple as that. I think he really does love this sport and he loves playing it and he he loved what happened today and he's going to bloom in love Wednesday night i mean it's going to be wednesday night isn't i don't it? know whether it will be you know really? that might be i mean don't forget nadal is in the same half as federer who does so nadal play struff they have to they no, have struff to share lost to ebden oh it's an aussie they have to share and i would have thought that nadal will be um in, can i in, in that can i just say one thing just the fact that i've said struff there it's reminded me all four um semi-finalists i believe from auckland have lost yeah, Norrie lost Nori today. Norrie lost didn't today. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tennis Sangren lost. Struff lost, oh, and one other as well. And and Cam Norrie, he wasn't happy about the lack of leniency in the scheduling for players oh, really? that have. Mm, that's interesting. Played but on that, the, the that Saturday shows the before. challenge, doesn't it? Again, a does going deep the week before. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how Petra Kvitova and Ash Barty yeah. and all those players Very get along. Very interesting, yeah. Anyway. F- Federer won through. So Federer against uh, Dan Evans. Federer, I think, was pretty comfortable, wasn't he? I against believe Istomim was a little bit injured yeah, as well. So, I, I mean, talk about it's, cards it's, stacked it's, against It's you. rare that Federer feels like a real footnote. and I mean, <laughs> it, it just didn't feel important at the time. My brother texted me tonight and said, if this is what they're doing for Andy Murray's last match, can you imagine what they'll do for Roger Federer's? <laughs> Yeah, true. I, I'm quite pleased in the end that Murray went on that court. That ended up being perfect. And he asked for it. Wasn't I, did he? Yeah. Um, That's interesting. It was a couple of the the writers that told me that. It was obviously something that he had said mm. to them off the record or yeah. whatever. But That's good. I'm pl- pleased that, that, that we know that. Yeah. Um, Nadal looked decent. I thought he was facing a guy in James Duckworth who just went for it. Absolutely went for it. He was serving a volley and he was cracking shots. You just 
pulled a face as if to say, I'm not sure he did look that good. I mean, James Duckworth, <laughs> how low must his confidence have been before this match? He, two weeks ago, lost to a guy who's subsequently announced his retirement due to not being able to uh, play tennis. Who's that? Well, Andy Murray. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, forgot him. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's a bit <laughs> He's quite a, good, though. It's a bit of a blow, isn't it? Andy yeah. Murray's come in and go, gone, like, I just can't beat anyone of note anymore. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's not quite as brutal well, as that. I mean, that's the gist. put yourself in James Duckworth's shoes. It's, it's a blow, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I liked watching James Duckworth tonight. He was, ex- he was a really spectacular player. Um, it wasn't tonight. That was about 400 years ago as well. Yeah, well anyway, it was earlier t- in um, the day, yeah. I just don't think we learned that much about when a does no, that no well you, I mean I, I'd agree with that I mean that that is true sometimes you can I get d- a result I, I, I didn't see anything hugely worrying I did, yeah mm, no I take the point Sitsipas won through after losing the first set Ooh. Dimitrov won through after winning the first set he's, I'm quite excited about he's this he's making a believer results. out of David Law again yeah uh, he is um, Grad Matz what else has happened today there have been a couple of interesting women's results haven't there Gerga's lost. Can't remember. She did. Yes. Uh, can I just say, as I as I come to you, Andy Murray has been on Instagram Live. Oh yeah. What's yeah. that? Sitting in the middle of a court, I think, the Melbourne Arena, and just turning it round and we, waving at the. Should we pause our recording and get ourselves over there? <laughs> and waving at the camera with a sad face. Oh just, dear. Just, you know, you see some oh. sometimes in of a football That's match. That's what I needed, more just, of Andy Murray's sad face. Players just sitting on the court <laughs> afterwards and Murray's doing that. Oh, crikey. Yeah. yeah. Which, which, which cricketer was it that weed on the pitch after an Ashes victory? This so, podcast taking so, a turn so, that I wasn't so, expecting. So, who was it that did that? I... I'm, I'm going to say Monty Panasar. I really don't want to know about this. Mm. It really, it was <laughs> did you see Monty Panasar on Mastermind the other day? I did. Yeah, I that was funny. Yeah. This isn't the cricket podcast. <laughs> Goodness. I sake. did, yeah. I mean, uh, how's cricket, your day? cricket fan or not, if you haven't seen Monty Panasar yeah, on you Mastermind, sh- you must check, check that, that out. out. Right, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, anything else? Tennis related? Australian Open related? Favourite part of my day was following the Greek fans all the way from Court 3 all the way over to the Melbourne Arena which is miles away from anywhere and they marched into the stadium where Maria Sakari was playing and all along the way they were just chanting and chanting and I'm getting quite excited about the possibility of Tsitsipas and Sakari doing bits here and the Greeks lapping it up yeah, no, and, they, I, and I they've known the one another, those two, since they were little, weren't they? Oh, They're a lovely little story. Sakari beat Ostapenko today. Yeah. Yes. When was the last time Ostapenko won a match? It's been a while. It's Beijing been a while. was. Yeah. She um, doesn't look. She doesn't look dialed in to me. And on the subject of of Grad Matt's adventures of the day, can I just draw your attention to uh, Grad Matt's Melbourne, which is going to be a daily blog entry? Catherine and I have had an advanced look at the first entry and I tell you what folks it is well worth a read it's good you're gonna love it right it's not out yet it's coming soon we'll let you know but yeah that's coming every single day during the Australian Open I say this <laughs> I say this he's just done his first 18 hour day yeah. and he, he, he's David fully, Law's mouth writing checks that um, 
Gradmat's constitution can't cash. <laughs> he's 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 full of uh, full of beans at the moment, but you know, knock How a many few times more of these. I have to tell you, David, human beings require sleep every yeah. now and then. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm just I'm just making the calculations in my head. It's half past one now, half yeah. an hour back. Joe Conter first on tomorrow. Thanks very much. <laughs> that's that's eleven o'clock local time. Oh, I've got to be on the radio at nine a.m. That's seven hours away. You don't need any sleep. At least you don't have to do hair and makeup. We haven't even uploaded this yet. (laughs) Crikey. I bet all listeners are loving listening to us complain about our schedules at the Australian (laughs) Open in Melbourne. Sorry, everybody. The thing is, Grand Slams (laughs) are supposed to build, right? To a. a, This magnificent crescendo. Where the hell is it going to go? How are we going to top tonight? I have to say, this has been the most incredible first day of a slam I've ever had yeah Um, it's it's been one of the best days at a tournament I've ever had just being I've just loved it it's been an absolute privilege to to be around today Um, I'll say so I think at that is there anything else I have to say before I can go to bed (laughs) strits of a Putin saver handshake no I didn't see that what happened tasty (laughs) is there a video of that tasty and the uh, comments after handshake when asked about it let's end the podcast I need to go and see this Uh, right thanks very much Catherine apparently Uh, one of them shook too one of them squeezed too hard and that was not to the others liking brilliant squeezed and held on I think (laughs) aggressively this is superb right go on (laughs) grad Matt you get to bed Catherine you get to bed folks you've got 12 hours to to get your kickstarter backing in so that uh, you know you can just do your bit and you have your name on the backers page I'm not going to say it again it's the last show go and do it we'll see you tomorrow planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 